Thank you for joining the Remnant Podcast. I am your host, Jackie Wade. God's remnant are those who acknowledge God in all of their ways, even when their ways sometimes do not please God. They are the ones who are always confessing their sins to God while believing he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Here on the Remnant Podcast, we stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ, inspired and led by Holy Spirit to bring all glory to God. Lives will be changed, souls delivered, and faith will be preached and proclaimed as we declare and decree that we are kingdom individuals employed to speak into the earth realm for which we have been granted authority by God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining tonight on the Remnant Podcast. I am your very own host, Minister Jacqueline Wade, and I want to greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, I thank you tonight for coming on board and joining us. Um, Tonight, we'll be... um, having a very special guest on board with us. And so uh, I hope that you will stay at the length of our podcast. Again, I greet you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you a little bit about the podcast. Um, The podcast is a podcast where we're going to expound um, on the word of God. And we're going to give our testimony and look to God to um, get all of the glory. So a lot of times I know uh, different ones are asking me, what does the remnant stand for? And um, I want to give you uh, exactly what the remnant stand for as it pertains to um, this podcast. Um, so the remnant podcast is a podcast, like I stated, where we're going to expound on the word of God. And the remnant particularly um, is a leftover amount of people. And although the remnant could be looked upon as worthless, um, but God looks to it as those that he set aside with high value. So um, I thank you for joining because I'm going to declare and decree over you tonight that God looks upon you as high value. And he set people aside for his own holy purposes. And as you know, in the Bible, different ones were looked at as the remnant. Noah, his family were considered the remnant and Lot and his two daughters. They survived the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And so God's sovereign choice as to whom he will save can also be seen in the Testament, in the New Testament. So we can rest assured that us that are in uh, Christ Jesus, um, although we, we are a small number when compared to the number of people on the earth throughout history, but we have high value who God have assigned, he's assigned us um, to, to do and be used of him. So again, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. Um, our mission is that we stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ, inspired and led by the Holy Spirit to ultimately bring glory to God and not ourselves. Lives will be changed, souls will be delivered and saved, and faith will be preached and proclaimed. Testimonies given as we declare and decree that we are kingdom people and individuals employed to speak into the earth realm and levels of dimensions for which we have been granted authority by God. Listen, my name is Minister Jackie Wade, and I am the host for the Remnant Podcast. If you're joining us for the very first time, we have not been live in a while. Please connect with us. Like us on our Facebook page, as many of you are watching. 
on the Remnant Podcast. Look, stay and get connected, like us, or follow us on Instagram at the Remnant Podcast, all one word. And then you can also connect by getting a free Podbean account on podbean.com. We also are on iHeartRadio, Amazon Audible, Player FM, Samsung Clubhouse, and Spotify. So let's um, get connected to what God is doing in our lives, in your life. Um, and let's just continue to, you know, be move as one in the body of Christ. Amen. And so tonight, tonight, I have a very special guest, um, a woman of God, uh, a midwife in um, the body of Christ. I like to call her. I know she probably like, where did that come from? But I call her, I say that. Because I know how me how she's spoken to my life. I want to welcome you tonight as our special guest to the Remnant Podcast, uh, Miss Tiffany Shepherd Brown. Tiffany Shepherd Brown, and I want to give you a little bit of background about who she is. Um, Tiffany is a certified, licensed, and bonded tra- travel advisor. She is the CEO of Brown tra- Travel Agency, affiliate partner of Archer Travel Services. And she is now, y'all, a published author. Praise God. Tiffany is a dedicated mother. And I don't, people say these terms, but listen, I know it to be true. Dedicated mother, a military spouse, and a devoted woman of God. There is no mountain high nor valley low. Y'all already know the rest, right? Her talents have provided her with many opportunities to not only help companies excel, but also initiate individualized progress within the workplace. Although she is now a business owner, her corporate experience is noteworthy. From her role as marketing administrative associate for McDonald's Corporation and basic life skills instructor to the league VP compliance officer for the Electro Metro Pop Atlanta Metro Pop Warner Youth League. She has been proven time and time again that not only can she talk the talk, y'all, she could walk it and she could walk it with pride. So it is with these skills acquired along with a dash of generic ambition that she was not, she was able to not only start her own business, but to maintain it as well for the past four years. She says, I sell travel business franchises and book tourism packages for my clients, both domestic and international and I love it. Listen, there's nothing better than doing something that you love to do, okay? Her business allows her to spend more time with her family, with her husband and business partner, partner Ryan, Brown, Ryan Brown Sr., along with two daughters, Joy and Corey, who she hopes to inspire to have their own businesses one day as well. They're, listen, this family is off to a great start. And Tiffany has an enterprise mindset, personally, I want to add to that because um, the way she operates and the way that God uses her in the field of administration and corporations, like, it's just amazing. And so I bring to you tonight, uh, Miss Tiffany Shepherd Brown. And tonight, Tiffany, I welcome you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Minister Wade, thank you. Thank you for having me in the name of Jesus. It's such an honor to be here uh, on this live on your The Remnant podcast. Um, I am so proud of you. Congratulations, uh, Minister. <laughs> I was recently ordained. Um, I'm proud of you. I love you. Thank you so much. 
uh, that was a, that intro, that welcome, whoo, like, like, how do I, how do I even follow that? But definitely, I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. And I'm ready for the Holy Spirit to take over. Amen. That's what we do. And so, um, tonight, I really want to start with, um, a word of prayer before we do anything. I want to start with a word oh, of a word of prayer, and I want to also um, just go ahead and ask a couple questions when we get started here. Um, so let's just have a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you tonight, God. Father, we lift you up. We thank you for your grace, God, and we thank you for your mercy. Father, we thank you for your awesomeness, God. We thank you for how you kept us, God. You kept us covered. You kept our minds, Lord God, and we give you glory for that on this evening. Father, now as we come together and we speak of your goodness and your graces, we pray and we ask right now that you would just be in our midst. Holy Spirit, take over and have your way. We pray, Lord God, that this live broadcast tonight will not just be a broadcast, but that people will hear of how awesome you are, God, that souls will be delivered through testimonies, through life experiences, and most of all, through the written word. Tiffany have used her voice, God, and you've allowed a fire to burn, and she finally, this has been ordained in her mother's womb, Father, and so tonight, we give you praise. We give you praise for each and every person that will join us on tonight, and that um, they would hear you, Lord God, that it will penetrate their heart, God, that it will go deeper, Father. And Lord, we don't do this for any glory of our own. We do it for your glory. So get your due glory on tonight. We thank you that you will do just what you say. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 And so um, on tonight, Tiffany, I want to ask you if you would just... Um, Tell us what what drove you to um, write the book of Fire, Faith, and Gold. Right. So uh, ultimately, God, <laughs> it was never my intention to write a book. I just know that at some point in my life, I started to um, journal. I started to journal, especially during the most difficult times um, in my life is when I started to journal, you know, decades ago. Um, and I put the journal down. It was full. You know, it was full. I had put it down. I hadn't seen it in multiple years. And then when I was going through another valley, you know, going through another valley, I found it. And it just, I kept hearing, you know, this is your book. You know, but it was just notes. Some, sometimes it was sticky notes. Sometimes it was, you know, notes that I wrote down on napkins because I didn't have, you know, paper right quick whenever I'm now in foresight knowing that I was being deposited. The Holy Spirit was depositing things, you know, into me and I just had to write them down. I just had a notebook where I had the stickies and the, and the napkins and the different sheets of paper. Um, I dusted it off and it was all out of order, but it was all of my trials and tribulations at different points um, in my life. Um, but every time I would come across that notebook, um, I would hear, you know, this is your book. Uh, and then finally, finally, when I got it, <laughs> when I got it in my spirit, my first thing was, well, Lord, I don't know how to write a book. I am not a writer. And I had to learn that, yes, you know, that cliche, everybody has a story. Yes. That's exactly what that is. 
everybody has a story, you know, so you put your story, put your struggles, put your trials and tribulations on paper into book format, because the first and foremost, what we go through, our trials and tribulations, our valleys that we go through, and even though we're the ones going through it, it is not you know, for us, it's mainly for the next person, so that we could share where we were, like if someone is in a situation currently, and I used to be there, you know, it is my story, it is my testimony to be able to share that, uh, to give them hope. Amen. That they can come out of it, come out of it as well. Amen. Amen. And what would you say? Um, it is my story. It is my. What would you say was that process like? Sometimes I know when people are writing books, some people write, they just, you know, they'll just get through it. What was your process like? Oh, no, it was, it was, it was in pieces. Um, and I didn't sit and write the book in one sitting or not even in a, in, in a few settings. The one thing amazing about God is my book was already written. I had it in a notebook and it sat for decades and like it said it literally I didn't have to like really add any more meat to it it just needed all the pieces of the puzzle that was in the book just needed to be put together so the book was written I, I never sat down and took a pen or sat in front of my computer and typed mm. all I did was just write all the tears and the hurt and the pain and the wounds that came out of me I just wrote it all in a journal. The mm -hmm. one thing I did do, though, was to make sure that I was in my Bible, in my Bible study time. Mm -hmm. And I always remember how the Holy Spirit would tell me, would, would send me to a particular scripture. Mm -hmm. And then he would say, okay, now go to your notes. It's this section right here. That's what this scripture is. So I was able to, you know, the test and the trials, and I was able to kind of coordinate it with specific, you know, scriptures that God wanted people to know about. Yes, she went through this, but my word says this. Amen. Yes, she had to endure this, but my promise says this. So that I put those two things together. Mm. So, yep. Powerful. That's good. But uh, so I was reading the book and I noticed in the book, um, you have several you have several chapters here in the book, and one of the chapters that stood out to me. I want to read. I want. Can I read just a little piece of it of the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to read. I got me a signed copy. <laughs> <laughs> so. There was a part in here that I wanted to um, acknowledge. And you said, uh, let me see here. You said in the book under your acknowledgments, you said to my pastors, yeah. Timothy and for, well, co-pastor now, Timothy yeah. and Lady Shanae McBride, thank you for the raw, unadulterated word of God. You have sown into my life. To my pastors. And thank you for the you have sown into my heart in the hearts of my family. Thank you for being obedient to God. 
allowing him to use you for his works. My life will never be the same again. I am always with and will be with T.O.P. Flight. <laughs> I noticed that when I was reading, because that's my pastor too. We have the yeah. same pastors. And so on tonight, I just want to give honor to them for their um yeah. their leadership, their covering. Yeah, that's our pastors. I love them. I love them. Yes. And for their tenacity. I said something this week on um Facebook. I was saying how um, well, probably today, I think I posted it, how our obedience, giving God our yes, is tied to somebody's deliverance. Uh-huh. And so the fact that you went ahead and wrote the book, because I think I remember there was a time when you were still. I didn't want to. Talk I about want to. Talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't want to. I'm private. Not, you know, for the most part, I'm pretty sure that's about everybody, you know, is, uh, but no, you know, when a person is going through, you know, intimate things, you know, in, in their life, um, no one wants to share, no, no one wants to share that, uh, but like I've been through so many valleys, there were two, there were two really bad for me bad bad valleys and that was when my firstborn passed away and then that was and then after that was probably 13 or 14 years after his passing is when when i finally started mourning but because i held it in so long um, it made me go into this whole mental illness uh period and i i didn't want to share that you know, I didn't, I didn't want to, but once, well, once God got me out of that valley, that second valley, when God got me out of that second valley, that was a fresh wind. It was, you know, you, you know, you feel the fresh wind, you know, but then there's, there's, there's that one fresh wind and it's the one that delivers you and frees you, you know, for good. Amen. And I just felt, I didn't feel fear anymore. My God. whole thing, I was, ra- I was, I was radical. That faith thing, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to know this. That I, I don't care. I don't care what this, thing, what this say, what's in there, whatever case may be. They need to read this. They need to see this because somebody needs hope. Amen. And when I finally got, I, I failed the faith test for decades and decades and decades. I just, you know, you, you know, you're gonna be faced with the same test to pass. Amen. And my thing was, I was failing the faith test. I could talk to Jesus and Holy Holy Spirit and God all day long. But it's my actions that said different. But once I got over that hump and I passed that faith test, that was it. It's what the word says. No matter what this one says, no matter what that one says, it is what God says. Amen. Amen. And somebody tonight, like you said, someone needs to hear that because a lot of times when people are going through and they're they're trying to hold on to their faith and they think they're the only ones that's going through that situation and you're not, you're not. A lot of times you're being fought because there's greatness on the other side of it. There's destiny on the other side of it. There's purpose on the other side of it. So there's deliverance on the other side of it. 
But you won't ever know. You got to get the, you you got to have, you got to, God is building it up. He's building up what he want to do in you and through you so that other people, like you just said, will understand that it's never about us, but it's always about his people. And so he has to establish us and put us in a place where we know that we know that we know. In our knower. (laughs) And who he is. Amen. I know that's right. And so I see chapter one is, is, it says the son you gave me, you talked about your son mm-hmm. and he looks just like, um, Corey. Um, and then <laughs> chapter two, you talked about, don't stop, keep going. Oh yeah. Woo. This was a, th- listen, if y'all didn't get this book, go on Amazon Look on my page. I promise you. And I'm not saying this because I'm trying to build up no any sales. I'm saying this because this book is, a, it's a lot of substance. It's a lot of information that she shares. She, she's, and I'm going to read some of it. This one introduction says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. My God. And so you went on to talk about it. And then you went into about how it took 25 years of your life to pass that faith test. And, and then you went on to say how you were out of the will of God. And then, right, out of the will of God. And then you said, you we tend to let life situations pull you further and further away from God's promises. And eventually you find yourself out of the will of God. That's a dangerous place. She uh, fa- but, right, but you found yourself and you said, which is an extremely dangerous place to be. I was destitute, broken, Busted and disgusted with two small children. What was I going to do? I don't even want to read all this. I need y'all to read this book. But then you went to chapter four, Intent to Kill. Tell me about Mm. chapter four. Chapter four is um, giving the background and telling the story about how my uh, ex-husband tried to kill me in the same home where my two small children in the next room when they were smaller. Uh, and it's, it, it's crazy how, you know, how the kingdom of God, how the spirit ran is just like a decade before that incident. Um, I had someone told, told me that, um, they prayed for me all the time and they told me to make sure that I look out for the man that had, some type of description of a shoe or something like that. It was really weird. Uh, so it was that thing, and my cousin had those type of shoes. Mm. Yeah, all right, you know, those type of shoes. Um, and then I remember going back and forth to work. Um, my my route to work was always long. And I always used that time, you know, to praise and worship and, you know, things like that, speak in tongues, pray, you know, Holy Spirit, just, and that was my time to and from work. And I, I remember always hearing God say that um, that my ex-husband was going to have to be removed from my life forcefully. Mm. He was going to have to be, because there were times when, you know, he was removed, but always was, you know, right back. So this time I, I, I heard that he was going to have to be, he was going to be removed 
but he was going to be removed forcefully. And then he specifically said, but don't worry. There, you're, there will not be a hair out of place on you or your children. Mm. So we wouldn't be harmed. And I remember hearing that and that kind of the, you know, my natural, my natural being for a split second kind of was like, <gasps> but then immediately after that, my spirit took over and I was like, okay. And then I just started praying in the spirit. And then I heard, I heard it twice before the incident. And lo and behold, in the middle of the night, one night, he did, he, I, there was a pistol. There was a pistol. And hindsight, I couldn't believe that when I was approached with that, I wasn't scared. You know what I was? I was pissed and was ready to fight. <laughs> I was pissed and was ready to fight. But there was one thing that I noticed. It was pitch black in the room, but I saw two angels mm. standing strong, one down on the left-hand side of the foot of the bed, and the other one on the right down at the foot of the bed, just standing there. It was bright. You could you could see them. They were bright. It was pitch black in my room, and I believe that's what made you know my natural self self was about to start rising and be like, mm -hmm. but then I kind of and wound up ministering to them until I heard one of my daughters yell out my name and, and it was over. Oh wow! It was over. Wow! Let them read the rest of that in the book. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, and it's amazing because so many times we go throughout life. And um, we don't share our testimony. Uh -uh. One of the things when I read the book, I found it to be very authentic. I found it to be, you, you really opened up and you let God just use you through scripture. Everything flowed together, but it was more so like, so authentic. And I thank God that you have that He's given you that ability, and that that's one of my questions. How did you become so authentic to share this story? Like, you know, short version from my mama's womb. That's how He created me. He created me authentically. So, like, I just so let me you ask know, you: it's natural, you know, like it's just natural. It comes natural to me before, you know, before. You know, I invited Christ to my life and, you know, before I got saved and so like all that, just even just out, you know, just out living, you know, for the world, in the world, I just still always was an authentic person. So let me ask you, because someone may be looking on tonight and or they may look at the replay and they may be asking themselves, like, I would love to write a book, but do I really want to put my business out there? Do, do I really want people to know that I've been through this? Right. I mean, you know my stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I probably I probably got a couple books to be written, right. but <laughs> but that's another story. But I'm um but I um when I think about it, you get so many people, and I mean these are people even in the body of Christ, and they're not right. able to share their testimony. And I'm not saying everything is for everybody, right? You know, but how can what can you share with them tonight to encourage them to know that you that it matters and how can they right. get over like what things can you share with them to say you can be authentic you can you can share right. you know yeah. your testimony you you can um 
allow God to get the glory, even out of those hurts, even out of those bad relationships, even out of your disappointments. And I know you got the degree. I know you got the husband. You know, everybody want to be labeled with a husband. Little do they know it takes work. It, be know. careful what you ask for. Um, right. But, you know, what can you share, basically, for someone that's struggling and, and really want to get over that hump of, right. I would love to write a book, but it, but they, but, but they're in, they're in the way. Pride is in the way. Self is in the way. I would tell them that if you just focus, let be tunnel vision and focus that it is all for the glory of God. It is for the non-believer to hear so that they can know that there is a God, our God, and he is the only God. Okay, so focus on, okay, my story, even though there are intimate details, you know, I might be afraid to share. I just kept focusing on, Lord, I just... I just I want I want you to use me. Remember how that first time I was <laughs> saying, use me as your vessel, God. And you were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when you ask God to use you, you know, you gotta gird up and like, all right. You understand what I'm saying? But my focus was and, and what I think people need to focus on, and it's hard, I know. It ain't about us. It is for his glory. Amen. It is for us to be able to show this earth what a magnificent father he is to us. It is for his glory, period. And, and if you can continue to just try to get that into your spirit, God for your glory, all for your glory, all for your glory, and to build yourself up, that fear will go away. And it's like, you know, I don't care what people think, say, see, hear, what the bottom line is, I don't want to be standing in front of Abba Father on that day and he look at me and say, well, you know, I told you to do something Amen. for my people. Amen. And I didn't do it. Nope. Take the curtains off. Take the curtains off. What y'all want to see? What y'all want to hear? What y'all... Hey, but yeah. if he tells me to do it, I gotta do it. Amen. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience. Right? And um, I'm gonna add to that because it just when you said that it resonated with me very strong. That um, I know for myself, and one day I'll get there. I'm I'm getting there, but I I'll always ask God, hide me behind your cross, hide me behind you. Don't let people see me. Let them see you. Because even though they're hearing this story, I don't look like what I've been through. Mm -hmm. And if they could see, and all of us have a story that right. I don't look like, because if you know, if I really start to tell the story, I don't, <laughs> I don't look like what I've been through. And I, it, it was nothing but the glory of God. It ain't the wig. It ain't the lashes. It ain't not the makeup. That. It's not the body shaper. It's not. It's not the red bottoms. It's not the bends and the BM. It's none of that. It's the power and the glory of God that I am who I am. That we are who we are, and we have what we have, right? But when we hide behind the cross, and we allow Him to use us for His glory, and we really mean it, He gonna get that glory, and He'll take away the shame. 
He'll take away anything that we may struggle with or that we may we may feel that. Uh, I remember when I used to struggle. Right. And I used to remember I could remember like I would get fire in my stomach. I could be sitting around a group of women and they could be talking and I'll know that God delivered me from the situation. Uh-huh. And I, all of a sudden, my stomach would start burning. Uh-huh. Right? Who said it? Jeremiah's like, fire shut up in my bones. Shut up in my bones. And that's when I really started to remember Yeah, this thing is like from birth because every time, okay, Lord, I ain't do it that time. I'm around right. a new group. <laughs> The fire come again. It's fire in my stomach and it's burning. Uh-huh. And then, and then the next time I said, "Okay, three strikes, I'm gonna be out. I'm not gonna miss this morning." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then the third time, I'm like, "The fire is here again," and I would release it. And it was when I would release the word and give my testimony or give whatever God told me told me to say. This That's was right. when, yeah, I would feel a release in the spirit. That's right. But not only did I feel a release in the spirit realm. He started showing me in the natural the things I was praying for. If I needed, you know, I was a single mom at one time, so I needed Cordell clothes the last couple months longer, right? I'm being, you know, I'm real. I'm 200% Jackie. And I will be like, Lord, keep him from growing because my money is not as long or whatever. (laughs) Honey, I would look up, it would be six months, Cordell still got his, you know, clothes. And the crazy part, God, he would be so God would find money in my Bibles. I would go to church. I would give my time. I would put money in the Bible for what I don't know why I used to do that. But when I needed it, I would be cleaning the house and find that money. I say that to say God is so he's so sovereign. He's so sovereign. And when we're obedient, he strategically helps us. He strategically does what he do. And at the same time, he get glory. Getting back to the book. Chapter six was called Straight Jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skipping over some of these. these. All of them are good, but chapter so six. We drive, we drive ourselves crazy, child. Yeah. yeah, talk about it. We drive, we drive ourselves crazy. We um, that goes back to being out of the will of God. And no, that's not you know God punishing, you know, but. When we're out of the will of God because of the, the choices that we make, okay, the choices that we make, that opens the door for Satan to come in and wreak havoc in our lives. And he's going to do it. And then when we down, he's going to kick us while we down. And that's really what that is. We drive ourselves for you. I want to read um, a little bit of it. Yeah. It's, it says, this fight right here was different. Looking at myself in the mirror, I no longer recognize my soul. If I didn't get with the program, God's program, and get with it quick, this thing was going to take me out for sure. I'm not sure what's going on, but suddenly I can't breathe. While sitting in my car, preparing to walk in for my job interview, I was looking around, hoping no one noticed that I was holding my chest because I'm confused about this thing but also scared that I might be dying and maybe I don't know it. My God, I want to start right there. Uh-huh. And you gave the scripture of Psalms 119, 92 through 96. Unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts. How can I? For it is by them you have quickened me, granted me life. I am yours. 
Therefore, save me, for I have sought, inquired of, and for your precepts, and required them as my urgent need. The wicked wait for me to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I have seen that everything has its limits and end, but your commandment is exceedingly broad and extends without limitations. My God. See, I enjoyed this book because it just flowed. The scriptures, it was your intimate scripture that God heard your call. Uh, when David was talking in that scripture, but God heard, he, he heard, you know, he heard you at that time when you, you said that you didn't know. And if you ain't get with yeah. that program. Right. I was going to be out here. Right. That, that was another one. But then you went to chapter eight. Shackles off my feet. Girl, come on. <laughs> Shackles off my feet. My Ooh, God. Freedom. Y'all see that? Jesus. That's a shackle right there. Shackles off my feet. That's on your ankle. And if somebody threw you in the water, what's happening? You going down. You going down, right? Right. Yeah, you talked about that. You said aggressively. He knew I didn't have much time before I broke completely. So he stepped in and covered me. Oh, God. Hallelujah. As a father does his children in a storm, I swear I could feel his warm arms surrounding me at times. His voice telling me I was going to be okay. He helped me breathe. Breathing meant I no longer relied on myself for strength and courage. Breathing meant I now fully accepted my dependency on God. Listen, oh. what's that teaching? What, what my blog say? Just breathe. Just You're breathe. I know. Listen, and I ain't even playing this. But just breathe mean depend on God. On him. That's right. We are nothing without him. We can do nothing without him. We can't breathe <laughs> without him. Jesus. <coughs> Amen. And you said breathing meant it was time for me to understand my purpose. Breathing provided salvation. Salvation provided a new start. I finally reached my breaking point, and that reality pivoted me towards new heights. I was no longer just walking day to day with no set direction. I was running to the top of the mountain at full speed, headed to survival and safety. Hallelujah. So you, oh God. So, screaming, I got this. Running up, running up that mountain, screaming, crying, sniffing, snotting, blood, sweat, and tears, and laughing all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what part of this um, shackles off your feet could you share um, with the audience tonight that will encourage them? Don't keep, don't, don't. Don't remove your eyes off of God's word. God's word is health and healing to all of our flesh. That's like for real. That's like for real. And you can tell the difference. When you're in the word, you can tell that you're flowing through the spirit on a daily basis. Things are different. But when you when you take your eyes off his word and you're not feeding yourself, you know, his word, his, his health, 
when you take your eyes off of it, you're dead. You're dead. Might not be dead physically, but you're dead. And I mean, and you can tell, but when you continue to read his word and encourage yourself in, in, in certain scriptures and keeping your eyes before him, meaning keeping your eyes in his word, you know, you can tell the difference. You're alive in God. Amen. And that's what was going on with me. I hadn't picked up my Bible for like some years. And my, my Bible, I had a few of them. My Bible, they were collecting dust, like literally. And so one day I just stood up and said, you know what, girl, you tripping? You know what you need to be doing. And I dusted off that Bible. I had stopped church. I dusted off that Bible. And one day, I remember one Sunday morning, I went in my closet, was picking out something to wear on Sunday morning. And I'll never forget it. Keith and Corey were sitting on the side of the bed. And they both asked, oh, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to church. I always would say, like on Saturdays, I would say, well, I'm, I'm going to go to church. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get, I haven't been there so long. I'm going to church. I'm going to church. You know, on Saturdays, I would say that. You know, and they never made it the next day. Just never go. So one Saturday, I just, I, I thought it, but I didn't, I didn't speak to get out of my mouth. But Sunday morning, I walked straight to my closet, find something to put on, got myself together. I opened up the front door and, and was on my front step, closed the door behind me. There was a fresh wind. I'm telling you, literally, the wind said, wow. and I was like, I was like, Lord, I made it out the front door. Like, listen, that's serious right there. That right there is serious. What I was in, I made it out the front door. It might seem so simple. No, I went, went out the front door of my house on my way to church, pulled out the driveway, and I landed at T.O.P. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Amen. That right there. Yep. And, and that was it. And see, the <laughs> I know that's right. And see, um, someone tonight or like someone is going to watch the read you know, the rebroadcast or whatever, the repodcast, but someone needs to know that because what we take so like is being so simple or easy. People are fighting. They're fighting to get back in a place, a place of keeping, you know, keeping their sanity, keeping their family, keeping things going, keeping, just getting back in a place with God. Yeah. God calls it your set place. Right. It's a set place. And so, that's why I know a lot of times we say we are the, the us, we are the temple of God, but there is a bless. Um, I feel like there is a blessing in going in a place of worship. Yeah, are mm-hmm. we the temples? Yes, we are. But there's also the blessed place of going in a place of worship where two or three are gathered. There, the Lord is also, and 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 um. And it's important that we don't get so um, away from the saints coming together. The saints, you know, because there's unity, there's power. We can encourage each other. We can strengthen each other. Even the young people, they can strengthen each other. And so um, when I was looking at something this week, and I don't mean to get off point, but they was talking about how COVID came against 
I think it was on the uh, 700 Club, how COVID basically came against our livelihood here in America because even though we got a lot of issues in America, we still say in God we trust. And so if we can be divided, if we could be isolated, you see, the enemy could deal with us us in our isolation. And even the word says that we come together and we strengthen each other, you know, by coming together. There's unity and there's power in that unity. And so I just want to encourage someone tonight when you said you made it to the door. You But the first thing is having a made up mind. Come on. You made up in your mind. What yeah. you and, and 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 that is what a lot of times the Bible says the Lord will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. He will never him. leave us or forsake us. The enemy will come and bring condemnation. But the Bible yeah. says there is now for no more condemnation to who, who, who to who them that believe. So, and you believe and you're getting condemned, that's not of God because he said, I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. That comes from the enemy. And so you have to remember that we leave God. God never leaves us. But right. when we when we right. decide to submit to his will. Right. To what he want us to do. Like you said. Then he steps in and he do what he does. And he does it best. Oh yeah. Absolutely. He does it best. And a lot of times he want us to. He want all of us. Right. He wants all of us. And then he'll give us, you know, acknowledge me in all of your ways. Then he'll give us what, you know, our heart may desire. So, right. So then, so that's powerful because I know there's going to be people or they may be listening on tonight. And I want to encourage you right now in the name of Jesus, you know, when your mind is made up, there is nothing that God can't do. There is nothing he can't deliver us from. There is nothing, but we got to have that made up mind. God, I'm done. Lord, let your will be done. Show me your way. I remember I got to a point, Tiffany, in my life where I was just like, okay, I tried a whole lot of stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? I tried a whole lot of stuff. I literally had to repent even like almost two years ago because I had not gave businesses my all. You know, I had done gave, you know, starting my own business, dealing with my family, um, dealing with other people. And I said, God, did I give you my all? Uh -uh. Have I really given you my yes? Or am I making excuses for my yes? Oh, God is going to help me. God going to deal with me. No, God is going to do what he does continuously. All he needs is a yes, because we'll never be to perfection till we get, amen. So we got to continue to remember that it's all about him. Like you said, it's not about us and let him use us for his glory. Let his will be done in heaven and let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let pull heaven down to earth. Pull it down. Everything that God, you should want from God, pull it down. Excellent. He's a very present help, right? This book didn't come from, oh, I just want to write a book. This this is real. I seen the fire that she went walked through. Then she had to exhibit her faith. Not only did she have to exhibit her faith, she spoke faith into a whole lot of people's lives. Amen? Amen. Including mine. And then God said, okay, now I can bring you forth. 
I can I can allow this to be delivered to the people of God. Because a lot of times, and I always say this, Tiffany and, and Remnant family, I always say this, Lord, let my life and let my walk be real. I don't want no fake. I don't want to be phony. Lord, even if I'm mad at you, let it be real. If I got to come and apologize, let it be real because you're going to know my heart. God going to know my heart first. But let my walk be real because without it, is it really worth anything? Who I'm fooling? I'm only fooling myself. Right, right. Ourselves. Because like you said, one day we got to stand for ourselves. I can't stand for my husband. I can't stand for my kids. Ain't kids, nope, nobody. I got to run this race for Jackie. Come on. I encourage my family. I tell them, I ain't putting that pressure on my family. God called me. Mm -hmm. I pray that you're calling when you identify. You run like I'm trying to run, but I got to run this race. You see what I'm saying? For me, you got to run that race for you. Whoever's listening tonight, you got to run that race, and only you know. You know I can talk. Let Let me stop. Then, this is my song by B.B. Winans, You Promised Me. See, you went into the promises of God. And people of God, before I sit there and go into this, Tiffany, when we really recognize the promises that God had for us, sometimes I don't even pray. I just pray all his promises. Right. I just pray the promises of God. Every day. That's it. Mm Mm-hmm. I pray the promises of God. My my sometimes I think my family, my kids, or you know, they be like, uh oh, she about to start preaching. She done uh, she over there cooking and now it's a go it's gonna be a, you know I get that over here too. <laughs> Lauren be running up to stuff, uh oh, it's about to be a sermon. Hold on, hold on, I'll be right back, mom. But um <laughs> I hope y'all laughing with us. But no, um a lot of times if I'm having a conversation and I hear something, I'm like, but God promised us, you know, I'll say it's a different one. No, that's a, do you know the promise that God gave us for that right there? That situation is a promise. I had to tell the, the gentleman, I tell everybody the story, buying a house. I was telling the people at the bank, no, God promised me that house. <laughs> the man in the office was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's the house he promised me. So y'all got to go and do something right. about it because I know yeah, what he promised me. And I'm not moving from the promise because he promised me that. Mm-hmm. Well, two weeks later, I was moving in. So anyway, yeah. So we just got to know the promises. And this touched me again because you say, you promised me. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. My God. You said these are God's words. So here I stand bold, confident, hopeful in him. Time to get up, dust myself off, and get back on that bike. Time to stand on the promises of God that have been grounded in my heart for so long. Faith is an action word, and it is way past time to do, to do just that. Take action. Remember, faith without works is dead. You cannot think in your mind faith, but not put it to work i promise you you will see any manifestation i promise if you do not use your faith you will not see any manifestation go ahead i expound on that chapter that was powerful yes yes you promised me two words confident and bold there um what what people have to understand is is 
God told us to put him in remembrance of his word. So, you know, you 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 know, you may have some people out there, you know, who might say, Well, you know, I can't talk to God like that. Oh, yes, you can, because he told us that you can. God, you say it in your word. God, you promise me in your word according to. Yes, we can. We can put him and keep him in remembrance. Not that he forgets, but he tells us to keep him in remembrance of his word, his promises to us. So, yes, boldly and confidently, boldly and confidently go to him. And, you know, not all timid. Oh, you know, oh, Lord. No, God, you say it. Well, you know, before you go to him, you you go, you repent <laughs> for all the sins, sins, you know, oh, please forgive me, you know, for the sins that I committed against you. I repent in the name of Jesus so that you can have a pure heart when you go to him in prayer. And when you go to him, you know, uh, in, in your quiet time and in your intimate time with him, you know, so that's exactly what that was. That was, you know, that was like, that was the power shift. That was a, you know, the shift had came. You know, the, the shackles had, you know, came off. Uh, and it was time to, okay, look, get back, get back right, boldly and confidently, and walk in your destiny. Mm-hmm. Confidently, with your head up, your chin up, and see yourself as God sees you. As God sees you, that's powerful. As God sees you. And if you as don't God. see that, you have to pray that. And don't let anyone speak anything different into your life. If someone starts to say something and it doesn't line up, you have to tell them, no, that's not it. I've had people say some things to me. I don't know whether it was the Holy Spirit said it was a test because I truly don't believe things should be said, you know, but I just receive it and I say, no, that's not it. No, I don't think that way about Jackie at all. No. And I say it in love. I'm not mad or bitter or anything. And then um, I, I, I have to go and speak what God says to take any words that's going out out in the atmosphere to override them. And I tell my children a lot of times, take that back, um, especially the younger ones. Um, no, pull that back. You know, you're not saying that. No, no, no. You want to speak great and mighty things. And I even had to take something back. I was telling my youngest daughter, you spoiled. She said, mom, I ain't spoiled. I got favor. I was like, oh, okay. I couldn't even say anything, right? She been listening to pastor and and co-pastor. And she was like, I ain't spoiled. I I got favor. And so, um, excuse me for one moment. And so when she said it, I was like, okay, you got favor. And favor follows her. So why can't she claim it? Why can't she have it? Why can't, that's, that's the will of God. And if she's getting it at her age, she can walk in that thing because look, if I would have known some things when I was younger, I probably would have been claiming it too. But you know, now that I know I'm claiming it, <laughs> now that I know I'm speaking it and I, I don't not let not one person speak anything different over my life. I tell people curses are not just words. Curses could be derogatory statements. Oh, she mm-hmm. thinks she look good. Oh, she thinks mm-hmm. she better. No, you got to pull that back. I oh. am a masterpiece of the king. That's right. I think I said it the other day. Um, you remember the song that says, there is no competition because we are the best. 
Remember that. So I don't think I'm better than people, but I serve a, I I serve the best God. Right. You talk about what God created. Right. Exactly. He creates. Right. (laughs) So I don't think I'm I'm better than you. I'm not less than anyone, but I'm a masterpiece of the Lord, and He's perfecting me day by day as I yield myself and my will. You put in your book a ten step battle plan. I have to read these ten steps. If you don't mind, Tiffany, Tiffany said you done gave out all the uh, good stuff in the book. <laughs> I, all right, I ain't reading it. Y'all got to, y'all gonna have, right, yeah. y'all, yeah, I, y'all gonna have to buy this because this this ten step this ten step battle plan is powerful. And that's just, I mean, that's just ten steps, but yeah. But this is a real battle plan. When I read it, yeah, I agree. It's a it's the whole armor. You're going. That's when you put on that whole armor and you go into battle. You go into battle. It's it's powerful. And never give up. And then you put your last, your uh, final one, I think it was. The final one was uh, you got double for your trouble. And then you put daily confessions in chapter 16. And then a prayer for salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, so it's amazing because you're married. And a lot of times we speak to the author or we speak to the person that wrote the book. But I want to ask um, your husband if he can join us at this time. Is he available? Brown. <laughs> yes, he is. Hello, Ryan Brown Senior. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we call you Keith. I could call you Keith anyway. Y'all, yeah. everybody else have to call him Ryan. I just want to introduce who he is. Ryan Brown Sr. is a United States Army veteran with experience expanding over 20 years in mentoring and counseling youth. During his service to our country, Ryan was the recipient of several Army Achievement Awards and a primary leadership development ribbon. He received his education from Troy University and St. Leo's University. He has a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, and he has assisted subordinates with crisis and provided counseling. He also have assessed behavioral modification systems, child development, and administered individual treatment programs and delivered residential services to juveniles in placement. That's some serious work, guys. This is a a big deal because our youth um, are always under attack. Our youth have purpose and destiny in them. And if it had not been for the work of God on our lives, who would know where we would be? And so the work that um, Mr. Brown has done is not a, is so, is, is so intense, even on today. It's very intense for those that work with, with the youth, because if we don't get them at a certain age, right, Ryan, what happens is right. the system gets them. So these two is a power couple because he has purpose and destiny in his life. And a lot of times, I want to say this, because a lot of times we don't, we have to understand that ministry can be everywhere. Ministry can be in the marketplace. 
right? Whatever God put on the inside of you, you just can't lay in the bed when you know a young man or a young or child needs your help. You just can't, you won't, you can't. Because the calling that God put on the inside of you, that's going to allow you to rise up and do what God tell you to do. So I honor y'all too tonight. And so he also was the CEO league president of the Atlanta Metro Pop Warner Football and Chair League. That's a big deal, guys. That was that a big was fun. Yeah, it, it was, was a lot fun. of fun. Yeah, we went out there to Florida and man. <laughs> and so um I just want to introduce um I call him Keith um to everyone on tonight to the Remnant Podcast to get his input because he was there with Tiffany as she went through some of these journeys in the fire, um, which produced her faith even the more. And then it came out as gold. And even um, one day they may even share things as it pertains to being a couple, um, really um, upgirding each other. What is what is love anyway? Really? Like, do we love each other because everything is good? Or do we love, do we really love each other? And, and the love that God have is an unconditional love. And so when we show that love unconditionally, God is glorified because we're all, uh, we're all a progress. We all have to work at everything. So I, I just wanted to bring um, Keith on to ask him, what things had you identified in, in Miss Tiffany Shepard Brown um, that you, can, <laughs> that you, or in yourself that you could share with us tonight that you know, God was in it. Like God has been not only over your life, Right, because you are a miracle. Literally, you came home. You're walking. You're breathing. You're living. You still enjoying life. You have your grandbabies, your grown kids. Um, you have a wonderful wife. You know, um, and I, I. What can you share that with the with the people of God tonight? Even if it's from your background with working with the young people that can encourage them, as well as what you've seen Tiffany go through to get this book written. Well, uh, I can say it like this, you know, even though she was going through those, those battles, I could tell a difference. Um, and then, like she said, it was that Sunday, you know, after all that time of not going to church. And when she said she, she got up and I'm looking at her like, where are you going? And she actually got out the door to go to church. I was like, wow, okay, she made it. And I could tell there was a change and there was actually a whole change in our marriage. So whatever she was going through, it caused us some rift, but we stayed and we made it work. And I think that's what strengthened our bond to this day. Even though we have one and I had one for years. I'm not gonna do this story. I'm not gonna do this story. I'm not gonna do this story. But the I left him. 20-something years ago. I didn't do I didn't do it. You didn't. I didn't do it. <laughs> they were so you so we give y'all, I'll give you some background. They were teenage sweethearts. They met in their younger years when Keith went in the military. Tiffany, you know, graduated, moved to Georgia, and then they they wound up meeting back up. And I moved to Georgia based on their marriage. So I'm forever. If that didn't happen, I don't think I would have got here because. I wasn't coming. I promise you, I didn't travel for nobody until Chelsea said, Tiffany getting married. I said, well, I ain't see Tiffany over 20 years. She Boy, said, I don't I care. You going. <laughs> and it was one of the most fabulous weddings ever. 
literally. That was a beautiful venue, a beautiful marriage. And the thing about marriage is what's so beautiful. It says the two become one. You don't become one overnight. Right. Yeah. It was some. It was some work. Right. I just told my son and daughter-in-law that last night. You, be, <laughs> you become one, and it's a beautiful of becoming. Uh-huh. Because yep. when you finally become that one, and you start to understand each other, and you start, you know, you, right. you, you become the best of friends. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People think they could know this, and all you'd be like, uh, yeah, because God have joint you together right and so that's the blessing but yeah so keith with your background with the young um people and working with the youth what can you share on tonight for those that maybe that are called to that type of work or are doing the work um with our young people what can you what can you say to strengthen them or encourage them okay and it's crazy because i have i have a saying forever forward never backwards that means where when I tell kids that it's not always where you start at, it's how you finish. Now we may go through some bumps and bruises through the through the road, but keep on the right path. Trust me when I tell you we all have a book. Yes. If I can tell you some of the stuff that I have done as a teenager and where I'm ended up now, because it was look people looked at me like, Well, you ain't gonna make it. You're not gonna make it. I'm here. I'm mean, fifty-three. My birthday. I changed my life for the better because the way I was going, it was not it. And again, that's why I say what I say: always forward, never backwards. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. No matter what, take those gems that people try to tell you and utilize them. Because now I realize that all the stuff that I've been through and the people that were trying to help me along the way has got me to where I am today. Amen. You know, I'm a devoted family man. I love my grandbabies. I love keeping my kids around me. You know, I can't ask for nothing else. I know that's right. Heartbroken right now because my baby going to college. <laughs> and leave, but I'm all right. Amen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna say, you know, you played a major role, even though um, Leslie's here. You played a major role with Cordell. You know, um, I really asked Cordell one time. I was like, you really want to go in the military? He was like. Well, yeah, you know, Uncle Keith, he he retired. I said, yeah, Uncle Keith went through some stuff now. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> you you might not get it good like Uncle Keith, but he was like, well, Mom, if I could do, you know, some years and get out before 40, I'll be happy. And so I just want to let you know, like, it played a major role in his life. And then the times when he was starting to act up, you know, you telling him, I'll put these hands on you. And every time I had to tell him that, you know, you want me to call Uncle Keith? And he was like, no, no, let me just go ahead. Let me just wash the dishes. Like, you you want me to call him about you not washing the dishes? Because I can't call Mr. Leslie because he in Afghanistan or whatever. So he like, no, no, just just put the phone down. I'm good. We all right. So little do you know, <laughs> just saying your name a whole lot of times caused him just to get on the right. And I, pray, and I thank God for that because... Um, I struggled with so many, you know, as you know, I struggled getting down here. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a fight. My car caught on fire. Um, the night before we were supposed to leave and the truck company tried to upcharge me and I was crying and you spoke into my life and you said, Jackie. Uh, that was, that was the 
trying to stop you. Girl, if mm. you, if you, your word, the rhema word that day, you was like, I need you to hear me and I need you to hear me in the spirit. Get in your car and drive to Georgia. Don't right. worry about the truck. And I was right. like, it was a peace that came over me. I went back in the house. I told the guy, I said, what are we going to do? I said, pack the house up. And I just, I just remember I had to move by faith. And I said, you know what, Lord? And not by sight. And not by sight. And that was the first beginning. That's why I love this book. That's why I can stand here tonight and endorse it. Because this woman and man of God have done exactly what God has ordained for them to do and are still doing it. And it's spoken to my life. And it wasn't even about me because there's so many people now that I'm speaking into, including my children and the backlash that I had to go through, which was all fine. Because right. when I truly look back and when you look back, I'm quite sure when Keith looked back, when we really look back over our lives, we know it was God. When we That's really look back over our lives, we know we are a remnant because Ooh. everybody didn't make it. And everybody don't have the understanding to know that it's not about us. Everybody don't have the heart to go into the deep, dark places and speak to those people where people turn away from and don't want to minister to. God has called me to the prisons. And it's clear, and I'm not bragging about it, but I'm saying that I'm, I'm good with it because whatever he called me to do, and he's called me to the shelters in the past. Right. You know, he's called me to different places where I've served, even at other places. And so uh -huh. when I really look back, I say, Lord, you wouldn't take me nowhere where you never would have allowed me to go anywhere. I pray, I, I visited people right. in prison. Not to say right. I'm comfortable, but, you know, it's by the grace of God I ain't in prison. Right. That I ain't killed somebody. He delivered, yeah. he delivered me from me. Because I had a temp I had a temper. He delivered me from me. And I gotta stay under the will. Like you said, we have to stay under the will of God. Lord, cover me. Lord, help me. Don't take me there, God. Let him take it away. Don't let that thing rise up. Deliver me. Deliverance is continuously, right? And so um tonight I just thank y'all. I really do. And I I like I said, I can absolutely endorse what you have written in the book and what you have done and sold into my life and my children's life and my husband's life and you know y'all being present even at the ordination that was a monumental blessing because I'm always forever indebted to people who who pour into my life you know what I'm saying and I don't take I don't take that yeah I don't take that lightly yeah I, I yeah, yeah, I don't I don't take it lightly. I take it as everything is ordained by God, but God put specific people just like our pastor. You know, right. God gave us a faith believing pastor. Faith believing pastor. Yep. And he spoke faith. And a real pastor. It was a time when my marriage was on the line and, and I he spoke faith. And he kept speaking it and I kept coming and I kept needing the word. And then eventually Leslie was like, okay, where are you going today? I'm going to church. And he started coming. Mm -hmm. Right. But it was by faith. Right. You spoke faith, but God was taking us, you know, taking us to another place in him. And so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm very humble that, um, even as now a minister in the gospel, God can use me for his glory and speak to those who think there's no hope. 
to think that God can't do anything for their life. God can. He can make a way. But who he going, we got to be willing to be used and go into those places and speak Mm -hmm. to those youth and speak Mm -hmm. to those women and speak, you know, speak to those men or work those jobs that God has ordained like Keith working in the juvenile system. One person, I don't know if it was Joel Osteen, but he said that his Sunday school teacher took her calling seriously and she spoke, I think it was, she spoke into his life and Uh said what he was going to be. But what if the Sunday school teacher wanted to be like somebody else Uh and didn't didn't fulfill her calling as a Sunday school teacher? She spoke now into a young boy life who now is speaking into millions. We don't know who lives we touching. At all. At all. We just gotta be obedient. Out of obedience. And out of knowing our place in God and being fine with that. And then letting him do what he does. Amen. So if you guys haven't purchased this book, I advise that you get you a copy of Fire, Faith, and Gold. It says how to have faith like a mustard seed while walking in a field of doubt. While walking in a field of doubt. And that's no doubt, <laughs> as we say. I'm dating myself. But it can be done. Yes. Absolutely. When everybody when everybody was saying it couldn't be done. Right. When everybody say you're not gonna make it. When people you know talk about you, put you down, whatever the case is, guess who got God? He had another plan, and it's by faith. We can't do anything by faith. We can't even please God by faith. And the truth be told, we were created to please God. That's what we was created to do. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be called apostle, bishop, pastor, evangelist, minister when we get to heaven. We're going to be the sons of God, period. That's it. We thank God for allowing us to find our call and work it out. But at the end of the day, we're going to be called the sons of God. And so tonight, I want to really speak to anyone that is on with us tonight. If you have not given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, um, I would love to offer you the prayer of salvation. Um, I would love to let you know that there is a better way. Like Tiffany said, Keith said that even though you may be talked about and looked down on, um, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. There is a natural realm that we walk in, and then there's a kingdom realm. There's a spiritual realm. There's a nat- some natural principles we live by, but then there's kingdom principles that we have to live by. And those kingdom principles um, include God's promises, but it also include a better way for us to live. It includes a different mind. We hear different. We see different. We act different because we are different. We're kingdom people. And I would love to introduce you tonight to the one that can change your life, the one that can deliver you and set you free. The one that loves you, that keeps you, that will never forsake you, and he will never let you go. He's just waiting on you to come to him on tonight. And so tonight, I want to invite you to give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ If you would like to do that tonight, I ask that you would pray this prayer. And then before we sign off, I do want to give the final um, comments to Tiffany and Keith um, before we sign off. But I want to quote this this word tonight. 
It says in Romans 12 and 1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, which is your spiritual worship. John 12, 44 and 48 say, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus the Lord. And I appeal to you, therefore, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies. I want you to repeat after me if you want to dedicate your life tonight. God is forever listening. He's forever ready to accept you into the kingdom of God. There's no one that can do you like he can do you. There's no promise that he will not keep. People may give you a promise and break it, but God is a promise keeper. He's not a liar. The enemy is a liar, but God is a man and he shall not lie. If he have not said it, shall he not do it? So if you repeat after me, Father God, I thank you for another opportunity to come into your presence. I ask you now to forgive me of anything that I have said or anything that, ha that I have done that have, that have brought shame to your holy name. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and he now lives in me. Thank you, Lord, that I am saved and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you have just prayed that prayer, you are now saved and the angels are rejoicing in heaven. Hallelujah. And we are grateful for you on tonight. We are praising God with you for taking that step to acknowledge that he is your Lord and Savior. Your life will never be the same. But tonight, I just don't want to introduce you to the one that can save you and who have saved you. I want you to now um, walk in progressive salvation. And what that means is find you a Bible-believing, teaching um, place of worship where you can grow, where you can stay in, in a, a life of prayer and meditation. And please stay teachable so that God can continue to give you that word and enlighten you. Um, I do want to thank you all again for joining us. And I want Tiffany and Keith to give us our final words on tonight. If you want to pray, if you want to say anything, please do so. A uh, couple words. Um, don't stop moving. Keep going. It's going to hurt. You're going to get tired, frustrated. Just call out to God. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep your eyes to the heavens. Keep your eyes to the heavens. And remember that when you're out of the will of God, that is when all hell breaks loose or will continue to break loose in your life here in this earth. That's what I got. Amen. Amen. Keith, you want to share anything? I was just thinking, um, it takes absolutely nothing to be a good person, be a good human being. Just, you just gotta remember that. Put that first along with God and then you'll figure everything else out. That's it. That's all I gotta say. Amen. Amen. So I thank God for both of you. Um, I honor I you. thank God for you, girl. Thank you. God bless. Thank yes. You. Glory to God. <laughs> Yes, and I um I'm forever grateful to God for how He keep us. He's keeping us. He's blessing our children, our family, our grandchildren. Um, and each and every person that's listening tonight, I pray a special prayer over you. I pray that you will continue, like Tiffany said, to keep going, stay encouraged, stay in your word, 
keep a relationship of prayer and meditation. Sometimes just get quiet and just ask God, what are you saying, God? Just ask God, what are you saying? Show me. Sometimes it's that simple. We don't always have it figured out. But if we say, God, show me, because I ain't, I don't get this thing. I don't know what's going on right now. I'm totally confused. I was like that in my life. Like, Lord, you got to show me. And But the word of God, it says it is a lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. And sometimes I would just pick up my word and I would just flip through my Bible and I would yeah. just be like, all right, show me. Right. And I would land, I would, I would land on the word. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, right. And sometimes that word will have me crying because I will be in need of that word. So I want to encourage those that's on tonight, stay in the will. Stay, don't lose your faith. God is faithful. God is faithful. And he is a promise keeper. Will we have problems? Absolutely. But he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah, the yoke of the world is heavy. And that burden is heavy. That drinking, when I was drinking and partying, that burden was heavy. I was coming in, headaches, this and that. I might serve at church and run around all day and get up on Monday and tired, but that yoke is easy because guess what? When that Holy Spirit kick in, that second wind, I get through the day, but when I was partying, man, that second, and I was younger. That second wind, listen, I needed to do a whole lot, Tylenol, hot cloth on my face. Right. But when I serve now, I'm serving God and I'm running for the Lord. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, this yoke is easy. I got the problem, but I could give it to you because you said cast your care to me. Because I care for you, Jackie. I care for you, Ryan. I care for you. Cast it to me. Tell me about it. Let me deal with it. And every time I'm going to bring you out. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. So I thank you guys on tonight. I thank each and every one of you that joined us. This was a longer podcast than normal. Um, and just continue to keep with us. We're going to continue to expound on our theme this month, um, next month, called of uh, Your Voice Matters. Your Voice Matters. And so thank you, Tiffany. My author, Tiffany Shepard. I speak, I speak the best-selling author. Okay, best-seller. I receive it. Best-seller. And she's working on her second, second book. We're going to yes. cover you in um, prayer. And guess what? He working on his first. He working on his? <laughs> Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Awesome. Yes. You know, Keith don't want me to start because, he, you know, if I get on him, he, he, right? <laughs> he like, she better not start speaking that stuff. But I speak Girl, it. We, we work, we work, we work. I gotta say this and then I'm gonna go. I know. I gotta say this, Keith. Don't get mad at me. But remember, remember that day I was talking to Keith, and Keith was like, "I'm done. Not going. I'm not going to nobody. I'm not going to no more churches. I'm not doing it." I said, "Keith, but this pastor is different. Just come, Keith." He said. He looking at me in the car like you done drove all the way over here. Y'all done got this whole thing. I said, just come. And you know what blessed my heart? The Sunday when I seen him go up there and give his heart and read the, and come and join the yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. That, that blessed me. I think, I think, I mean, I might, Leslie might have got a little job. I'm like, keep joined the church. Ah, I was all, look.
looking on live. And he was, Leslie was like, okay. I'm like, no, that's a big deal. Come on, dad. Right. He's like, all right, all right, I get it. Because a man, us, the men, you know, it's, 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 yeah. the enemy try to, but he ain't got no power. He ain't got no power. That was a bless. That was a blessing. So thank y'all again. Thanks, I thank girl. you for um coming on, and I thank y'all for joining. Listen, have a blessed night, everyone, and don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and um stay in touch. You can watch us on YouTube. Um, we're on Spotify, Amazon, Audible, iHeartRadio, and Player FM. I love you all. I love you with the love of the Lord. Be blessed and continue to join us. Pray for us as we do the work, the will and the work of God. And we thank you again. Have a blessed evening. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. This concludes this episode of The Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade once again. I want to thank you for staying tuned to the podcast and be sure to connect with us. You could like us on our Facebook page at The Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at The Remnant Podcast. We're also available on the other social media platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can also watch us live on our YouTube channel at The Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Again, thank you for joining. I am your host, Jackie Wade.